In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in. To kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the July 31st edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a reality-based mash of contemporary events compiled from the world's great newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped in part from Harper's Magazine at Harper's.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And now the news. The world's top oilmen warned that oil and gas may run short by 2015. Now, this isn't you or me talking. No. This is the world's top oilmen, and that's what makes it... Remarkable. Well, what we're talking about is peak oil. Is that what we're talking we're, about? The tipping point, as they say, or actually they're calling this a tipping point in that the oil men are saying yeah, that it's happening. That's and exactly then the right. peak oil. They're saying peak oil 2015 that we're going to start getting. Well, you know, I don't know peak oil, but they're saying it's going to start becoming a crisis. Right. Now, where, peak oil where, doesn't where necessarily the, where mean it's a crisis. the demand is yeah. outstripping the ability to keep up the supply. Yeah, they yeah we're going to have to they, really react in ways, in unprecedented ways, in the year 2015. Right, and and when you start talking about this stuff, uh-huh. it in by, by itself starts to drive the market in a certain direction. The dynamic will kick in, which is yeah. the anticipation of this event, this yeah, is coming to pass. So that now, all of a sudden you're going to see. Lots and lots of big money. Yeah. And they're going to be investing in... Investing in arms to protect what they have. They're going to be investing in corn. Well, let's... Okay. Halliburton and KBR have both gotten a big lift from their split. Remember they split? Yeah. Yeah. Since April 5th, that's the day that they split. KBR shares have jumped 61%. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're talking war profiteering here. Yeah, we are. They are yeah. war profiteering. We, we're not. Both we're not them. making enough money on this war. Let's split, reconfigure our our uh, our paperwork so that people will pay you more funny money for our stocks. Yeah. I, I believe Naomi, Naomi Klein referred uh-huh. to it as disaster capitalism. Companies who make lots and lots of money off of either environmental or disasters or war. Yeah. And uh, we're going to see more and more of that. There uh, were profiteers. Yes, I agree. You know about atomic energy? I know a little bit about it. Yeah. I know that it can't figure out what to do with all the waste. I can recall a Disney show called <laughs> Your Friend the Atom. Yeah. 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 I have some recollection of that. Uh-huh. It was a little thing about... I, I, it, about Hiroshima. About Hiroshima. Yeah, no. How much fun those people were having. <laughs> Instant Three Mile Island, all those great instant places. Instant tan yeah. and down at uh, your friend the Adam. Your friend the Adam. Three years after President Bush urged global rules to stop additional nations from making nuclear fuel, the White House announced it is carving out an exception for India, so they can go ahead and make it now. Yeah, Bush Bush pounds the uh, the podium. Yeah, and says we're not going to do this, and then he. Well, oh, says, oh the, well, except yeah, for except for those guys, because yeah. right now we like them. Well, just wait. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. It's another, it's another country with a with a tendency towards funda- uh, religious fundamentalism, with a nuclear weapon. I love that stuff. Yeah, the House voted overwhelmingly. That would be the House representatives, not your house. No, to bar permanent United States military military operations in Iraq. Now, how's that going? I yeah. Well, they they voted, and yeah. you know, Bush will either veto it or or what will happen is when it'll get to the Senate. Yeah, or 
or it, they say, well, by by permanent, we didn't mean like no. they'd have to be gone in a hundred years. Yeah. Permanent is forever, and yeah. and yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm guessing. I'm sure they're right. Just hours after Lieutenant General Raymond T. Odierno or the Erno, sorry, that's right. Odierno, that's the second-ranking American commander in Iraq, is that right? You got the Erno. I, I don't know. Who He's the second-ranking uh, American commander in Iraq. Claimed he said we had a six, significant success for recent security operations. Just yeah. hours after that happened, a car bomb killed 25 people in a Shiite area of the city during the evening rush hour, wounding dozens of shoppers, destroying stores, and leaving a pall of smoke well, in the center there, of the city. There's a, there's a gentleman named Michael O'Hanlon, who is a Brookings Institute uh, analyst who's come back from Iraq, and I guess he's a fairly high-ranking dude in the in the Brookings Institute, and the administration is putting a lot of stock in what he's saying, which is there has been significant progress in Iraq, particularly around Baghdad and Anbar province, where the uh, the the locals have turned on the foreign fighters or the Al Qaeda types, so that they're now trumpeting in this as this some this some kind of a I guess, they might refer to it as a tipping point. I'm not sure a turning point in the, in the war in Iraq. Uh-huh. What I think is going on, and what something I've thought is very possible which is that the United States, by nature of the sheer force, the sheer firepower, military firepower that we have in Iraq, will be able to make some significant, quote-unquote, military gains in the next year or so, or whatever. They're making gains, because we have overwhelming firepower. Quote-unquote, military gains? Yeah, quote-unquote, because I, th- these are all temporary. You, they, you pick they, up the, there's a little dictionary of needless words that you refer to? Military gains. I'm, quote, I'm quoting it for a reason. Okay. Because... I, I, I'm certain that these gains are lost 10 minutes after the U.S. forces withdraw from these, from these parts of Iraq. What I'm trying to say, laboring to say, is that, yes, there are probably, there are, I'm sure, good, measurable military gains in Iraq. But, and we'll get to this in a minute, I, when you start to calculate the human cost and the destruction to the infrastructure, yeah. and all this is pointless. It's all pointless to talk about military gains. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to say. It's not pointless. It is pointless. It keeps Ultimately, the military in. Well, all right. Yeah. Um, I will bring up something if you don't say it. Iraqis took to the streets after the national soccer team yeah. beat Saudi Arabia one to nothing in the Asian Cup. Yeah. That's the, they won the championship there. Uh, yeah. At least four people were killed by happy fire, as they call it now. Happy Not fire. friendly fire, happy. because friendly fire is just on your own side. Is happy that, fire is just going Yahoo. Yahoo. Well, is that literally, I, I would assume that means shooting those bullets in the air, uh-huh. they're going to land somewhere. No, they just keep going up, Mike. Oh. Don't you know that? Okay. Each member of the Lions of the Two Rivers, that's the name of the team. Excellent. Will receive $10,000 from the government. But a decision about whether to allot players their own 400-square-meter plots of land has been put off until September. When they get back from their vacation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, listen, I mean, I think, that, you know, there's so much that, that needs to be done in Iraq for them. It, sound, it does sound pretty bad that they're taking the month off. But it gets to be like 120 degrees in, in, in Baghdad during this time of the year. I mean, I don't know. Is that a justification? I don't know. But it's unbelievably unbearable. I don't know. Where do they go? Do they go to, like, to the Mediterranean and hang out? The whole go, country? Uh, to the, the no, whole the country. leadership I'm talking about. Where do they go? Where are they going on their vacation? 
Because wherever they're going, it can't be that good. Yeah, it's there's not there's any a lot of obvious the... puns right there. I know. Yeah, all right. But I'm leaving them all alone. All right. Top intelligence officials said that Al-Qaeda's safe haven in northwestern Pakistan is largely, in a, largely inaccessible to outside forces and unlikely to be eliminated by the U.S. or the Pakistani military. So you got a safe haven for Al-Qaeda now floating around there in Pakistan. Yeah. And we're saying we can't catch them there. Yeah. And yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. Smoke him out. One dead or alive. Well, it was dead or alive. Dead or alive. Yeah, dead or alive. And then he says, after that, not long after that, he says, "I never think about Bin Laden. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even know. I don't care. What an it. Whatever. I don't, I'm. I'm trying to refrain. He's, he's a genius, Mike. I'm trying to refrain from the obvious. According to recently released documents, Army medical examiners were suspicious about the close proximity. Speaking of happy fire. Yeah. The close proximity of the three bullets holes in Pat Tillman's forehead. Yeah. I don't mean to laugh at the bullet holes, holes in Pat Tillman's forehead. What I'm laughing at is you have three well, bullet it, holes in, close, it, in his it, forehead. I mean, a forehead in and of itself is close proximity. Right. It's called and, a grouping. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Remember from, nice, nice grouping. Nice grouping from yeah. uh, Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, they tried without success to get authorities to investigate whether the former NFL player's death amounted to a crime. They're saying that he might have been murdered. You know, you know who he was Frank. going to meet with? Yeah, Frank. Tillman. Yeah, he was going to when he got back. Yeah, Noam Chomsky. Yeah, he wanted yeah. to. He's a big admirer. Yeah. He was opposed to. Uh, he was in favor of the Afghan incursion, opposed to the Iraq. This guy was a poster boy for the administration, and they wanted to make sure. That nothing bad. If you look at this, the the arc of this story, you 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 have to be appalled. And on top of that, an appalling arc. It, it, and and on top of that, President Bush has invoked executive privilege on in, on the papers uh, surrounding his uh, investigation into his death. Yeah, what's that about? Secret. Why is that secret? Why the is hell is my... that secret? Because well, the, the guy, it's secret. Of, uh, if I told you why yeah, it was secret... Yeah, I'd have to kill you. I know. Whatever. The Bush administration's plan to sell advanced weapons worth $20 billion to Saudi Arabia and five other Persian Gulf countries. Now, that right off on its face sounds like a great idea. Mm-hmm. Just put more, more uh, guns, mm-hmm. $20 billion yeah. worth of military equipment into the Persian Gulf. What? To, and you're just going to sell them off to other folks. Wait, well, you didn't get to all of it. Did you say you said uh, Saudi Arabia, twenty billion, and five other Persian Gulf countries, Egypt, thirteen yeah. billion, uh-huh. and Israel, another twenty yeah. billion. Mm-hmm. So let's do the math here. That's fifty. I don't want to do three billion dollars yeah. in armaments into the most dangerous part of the world. Now you mentioned Israel, the thirty billion dollars. Was it thirty? Yeah, oh, that's okay. a twenty-five percent increase. So it's $63 billion. That's a 25% increase. You want to know what's keeping the U.S. economy afloat? That's more than a cost You want to know what's keeping the U.S. economy afloat? Cost of dying raise. $63 billion. Yeah. Right there. It's keeping us afloat? Keeping the U.S. economy afloat. This is? Some to some. Yeah. I I do believe that. We listen, this war in Iraq has cost what they're talking. $100 gazillion. Over a half a trillion dollars. Yeah. Right? Uh Uh-huh. Somebody had to make something out of that half a trillion dollars. They're making Hummers and bullets and bombs and airplanes and ships. That's what's keeping the U.S. economy. I still don't get what you're saying. The $63 billion that we're sending over to Saudi Arabia is payment? They're going to pay it. Well, no, it's keeping U.S. 
what what it they're is. They're paying us. No, no, they're not paying us. What what the way it's this keeping our economy what, afloat? The, we're the U.S. taxpayers are paying for this, right? I understand. So we're paying it to to businesses to make make bombs to send over to Iraq. Yeah, we're going to be where they socialize. You socialize uh-huh. cost, but we you privatize profit. That's yeah. how this works. Socialized cost, privatized profit, and we're paying large military industrial complex corporations. But Mike, we could pay them to do other things. I know we could, we could like maybe a rail like a, system yeah, or that's what I'm or buses yeah. or so it's not keeping our economy afloat. That's what I didn't understand. It's actually dragging our economy down. It's okay when you're sending money over there. We're not sending money. We're we're giving it to American. Yeah, we're, we're sending it in, or, in the or, form of of. Tanks and I've, bombs. Right. We're sending money over it's there. It's an artificial It'll be economy. blown up. It'll be blown up. Yeah. yeah. It's real. Okay. It's not artificial. Let's move on. We got a lot to cover. We do? So what I'm going to say whenever Robert I don't Gonzalez. want to talk to you How about, about that? this. I don't want to talk to you anymore about this. I understand We got to move that. on. We have to I move know on. that. That's why go. I'm not dropping it. Okay. Alberto Gonzalez. Yeah, what about, yeah. what about him? I know, I decided to say that. That's all I'm going to say <laughs> okay. about him. No, I'll say that he testified that no one in the Bush administration had voiced objections to the uh, National Security Agency's wiretapping program. No one <laughs> no said one. anything about that. Don't even ask. Then, no then one FBI Director Robert Mueller anything. testified that the surveillance program was much discussed by other officials. Yeah. And Senate Subject. Judiciary Chair Patrick Leahy sent Mr. Gonzalez a stran- transcript of his testimony in response to that. And asked him to, and this is a quote, mark any changes you wish to make to correct, clarify, or supplement your answers so that consistent with your oath, they are the whole truth. Boom! Yeah! Boom! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> that is, yeah. You, you might oh, want to reread man. what you said that is so you don't perjure stuff. yourself. That is the... Uh, that's this is your called, last chance. That's the best way to be yeah. called a liar. This is called lockdown mode oh, here. that's great. You come Good back stuff. one more time and say... yeah. I'm telling the truth. No. Then four members of the this Senate is... Judiciary Committee called for the appointment of a special counsel to investigate Gonzalez on perjury charges. That would be Schumer, Feinstein, Feingold, and Sheldon Whitehouse. They said in a uh, letter to Solicitor General Paul Clement that it has become apparent that the Attorney General has provided, at a minimum, half-truths and misleading statements. That's at a minimum. This is the man who's in charge of the Department of Justice. The leading law enforcement agent in the country. And everybody who's heard him draw a breath in the last six months has called him a liar. Yep. All right. Let's move Patrick on. Patrick Leahy issued a subpoena for top White House advisor Carl Rove to compel him to testify about the firing of several U.S. attorneys. I think Tony so- Snow said, oh, you would have answer these questions anyway. What's all this about? Yeah. We don't need a subpoena. Hey, Snow has been particularly obnoxious yeah. and, and obsequious of late. His one that, that you were jumping up and down about last night. Yeah. Chief Justice John Roberts was yes. hospitalized. I'm sorry. After what doctors called a benign idiopathic, idiopathic yeah. seizure, meaning they found no tumor, stroke, or any other explanation uh, for his collapse. And, and he I had s- another one in what, 1993, I think yeah, they said. Okay. I, I, and I'm not, I certainly do not wish any ill on, uh, physical ill on the, on the, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. I just want him to to go away peacefully. Yeah, I I mean if 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 it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But he. What does I, that mean? Well, if he's going to have a seizure and pass on, then that's I'm I don't wish it happen, but 
if it happens, well, you, you have no control over. No, I have no control, and, oh. and certainly do not wish to exert any control over his yes, his health. By the way, you however, were, he will be the chief justice. Of I, the Supreme there was a lot of happy fire going on at your next house last night. Twenty five years. Yeah, I killed a couple of neighbors with some bullets that dropped down out of the sky. But yeah. um, but it's twenty five years of uh, this guy is the chief justice of the Supreme Court, and if he is, as many suspect, a right wing idiot, yeah, loon. Then Noon. we are in for quite a ride. Russian President Vladimir Putin accused Britain of colonial thinking for demanding the extradition of Andrei Lugovoy, who is suspected of murdering former KGB agent Alexander Litvinenko. Yeah. Okay. Going That's just, yeah. I know there's nothing to say about that, except it's, it's kind of a little chess move going on here. Yeah. We're not giving up anything. Tony Blair's first official trip to Israel. You know, he's the the, the uh, yeah, official but, peace envoy or something. He works for, is it now the UN? Is that yeah? What, whatever. You know what? What is a first official trip to Israel is dubbed. You know, in in, uh, in secret talk or yeah. You do. Oh, what is it called? Yeah. What is it called? Uh, conclave. Da, 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 I don't know. Da, 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 I don't know. Da, 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 uh, it's called uh, da, da, da. Mission Impossible. <laughs> it is. This is true. Oh, they called kidding. it. No, uh, uh, that's that how they right? referred to it in the inner circle. <laughs> Yeah. Ah, that's good. Somebody has a sense of humor. The dollar was driven down by the Japanese yen, hit by the news that Iran had asked Japan to pay for its oil purchases in Japanese currency, not in dollars. Oh, there Boom. you go. Yeah, there's a big one. Oh. That's top and of so the that news. That reminds me of something else that what? I was going to bring up last week, and darn it, I forgot, which what? was that the third air, aircraft carrier group is now steaming its way towards uh, towards the Straits of Hormuz. And the I think you said Gulf. that. Did I bring that up last but week? But you can bring it up again. Oh, okay, what the heck. I didn't think I had. Three, yeah. three, count them three. The Nimitz and two others. Sorry. And the Santa Maria. The, and the Ender, Enterprise and the, and the Santa Maria. The Nimitz, the Pinto. And, and, by, and what I read, uh, th- I read months ago, is at a number of different places, which is when that third aircraft carrier group arrives, yeah. if the other one or two haven't left, yeah. that means it is a go. We are going to do something militarily to Iran. Third aircraft carrier group is an absolute positive lock cinch. well if you know that then it could the also Iranians be being used as a as a, a that as chess a, move a you're ploy. yeah all right ploy. yeah well wisconsin inmates brawled over woody allen's marriage to sun yi previn say that again wisconsin inmates yeah they had a brawl apparently <laughs> they were having a discussion over woody allen's marriage to sun yi previn and they they just had it out oh my goodness it was, it was a contentious battle about uh marriage and and uh, age i guess <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. A panel found that NASA had allowed astronauts to fly drunk. Apparently, there were two cases where they just let them go ahead and tie one on the night before, and they showed up a little bit tipsy. This was before. They're not in outer space. And no, no, drunk. they're getting on board, and they're just getting sedated. They wanted to see the reaction, or they're, I mean, did they No, they just to... let it, it. It was for fun. Oh. You know, they just sure. wanted to cool off the sure. night before. Sure, of course. It was reported that the Consumer Product Safety Commission, you know about those guys. They I protect do. us. Yes. Theoretically. Consumer, yeah. Theoretically. Well, but they're trying to. They're testing consumer products. Yeah, they're uh, issuing yeah, uh, yeah. statements on whether you can plug that into the wall without getting electrified. Yeah. Apparently, uh, it will soon shrink to the point. The uh, commission will soon shrink to the point where it can't effectively protect the public. There's a lot of people that buy the uh, many a- thousands of consumer products. The people that are doing that, Good. many employees are uh, are leaving. It's just because going they don't these, see any future this is a, there. This is a government agency. Government agency. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, 
And of course, the, it's the, being Bush, depleted, the Bush administration is, is starving going, it to death. Yeah, and it's going to pretty much, it's, it's reaching its point of uh, shutdown. It's not even uh, doing its job now. Right. And in the near future, it'll just cease it'll to just exist. It'll just wither and die. Yes. It was revealed that a Surgeon General's report in 2006 that called on Americans to help tackle global health problems was kept from the public by Willie Steiger, a Bush political appointee without any background or expertise in medicine or public health. That was because the report did not promote the administration's policy accomplishments. Well, you don't want to tell any people how, how to have good health because you didn't, you know, because that's not part of the plan. Pump up the president. That's well, you didn't. You didn't. That's essentially <laughs> what it's saying. You didn't. You didn't say have anything good yeah. to say about George Bush in this report. So even though you were maybe saying like, "Don't drink the poison water," yeah, don't issue that report. Do Unless that. you say the no. president says because he is all powerful. Exactly. Unless, yeah, yeah El Presidente says. Go By ahead. a 50 to 44 vote, mostly along party lines, the Senate set aside a Republican-backed amendment to a Homeland Security spending bill that would have spread $300 million across states to help them implement, implement the so-called Real ID Act which is uh, to have new digital identification cards by 2013. It's off the table now. Good. Democrats took that off the table. Good. I want, I want one. I know you do. I want a digital ID card. Can I just say Oxfam is reporting that 8 million Iraqis need emergency aid? They do? 8 million. 8 That's million. a third of the country is in dire need of basic stuff, food, yeah. water, and shelter. Oxfam? Oxfam? They're a good group, too. I like Oxfam. Oxfam. 8 million. 8 That's million? a third of the country cannot provide enough food. Shelter and clothing. And, a third of the country. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I had to get that in there. So what do we do, Mike? That's why we are going to fail, fail miserably in Iraq. But, right we, there. but should we contact, is Oxfam, is this just a ploy by Oxfam so that we uh, give them lots of money admit it. just to, just to feed starving people? Yeah. It's some kind of ploy, some kind of publicity <laughs> stunt on their part. Anyway. Here's one of my favorite. A blonde woman wearing only stilettos and a gold bracelet. Bracelet bought a pack of cigarettes at a German gas station before climbing back into the passenger seat of a waiting Ferrari. It just it just set a mood for me. That's I like all. that idea. Yeah, this is the way news should be. Exactly. This there should be my, more. This should be more of news. that. Although what we need is footage. You know, we, that's what this story lacks. Oh, you know, I don't know. Maybe not. Because right. I got Maybe. it running in my head right yeah, now, you and do. it's pretty You've good. You've got your own footage working. No, I'm, al- I'm already in the car. I'm okay. opening the door. Yeah. I'm on the other side. Yeah. I don't even open the door. I You're hop You're a gentleman. In. You're a gentleman. You're opening in. the car for her. And I do one of those, you know, those tail end things, you know. So, yeah. And then I get in the car. Oh. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, you know, with the car. You, you do, do the spin-out thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah thing. that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, where you take off like Knight Rider kind yeah. of thing. That's what I do. Yeah, okay. And finally. Okay. Chongqing, China, yeah. a city of 31 million people, opened the world's largest restroom. A four-story, 1,000-stall facility featuring TVs, crocodile, and Virgin Mary-themed urinals. Wait, wait, before you get any further, did you say 30? You meant 3.1 million. You couldn't have 31 million. 31 million? Yeah. This is a huge city. If you have a public urinal that has 1,000 stalls in it. That's probably not enough. Well, it's not the only one in town. Okay. But this, this one has crocodile and Virgin Mary-themed urinals. <laughs> And I've seen them, and they're very nice. Yeah. The, the Virgin Mary, uh, I guess, <laughs> you, you, you kind of pee in her stomach area. Oh, my. Or where the heart, you oh know, the, the, the whatever, that bloody heart that the Catholics like to yeah, I like put that. there. Well, yeah, it's, you, it's kind of broken and bloody, yeah. and yeah, because her son has been crucified. And they also have stalls with no roofs. 
for those who prefer to relieve themselves al fresco. Says one local government official, we are spreading toilet culture. Mm. Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.